1: what's up everybody i'm reggie williams founder and ceo of Ambrosia for heads and with me i have jake payne our editor-in-chief and together this is our what's the headline podcast we took a week off last week um after actually kind of an all-star few weeks we had evidence sky zoo and corrupt representing the horsemen over the last few weeks so definitely please check those out great great interviews with those guys um I'll say up front, too, if you don't want to look at Jake and me, you can also listen to us. We're on Spotify, (laughs) Apple Music, um, iHeart, wherever you can get podcasts. So, you know, uh, however you choose to consume, we thank you for it. Yo, what's up,
0: man? Man, doing well. Doing well. Believe it or not, I've missed this. And yeah, man, those three episodes, but we haven't talked about the here and now in hip hop in a minute. And we got a bit of it. You know, not what we thought we get, but we got some other stuff.
1: Yeah, yeah. Okay, so uh, the elephant in the room, uh, or in the stadium, is is Kanye. We thought we were going to be dedicating this podcast, a large part of it, to talking about his new Donda album. But Kanye pump faked us, uh, and this is not the first time. We did it, uh, last time was uh, Life of Pablo, right? Uh, Yeah, came out on time, didn't it? Uh,
0: Yeah, I can't even remember, but he did it uh, with Jesus is King. I mean, this is like a five-year thing. And um Jesus' is king was a little bit later in the day than we thought it would be, um but yeah, this is we're back on some Pablo stuff with with donda,
1: yeah, yeah, new new date I've seen circulated is August sixth, which would be two weeks after it's supposed to drop
0: yeah.
1: um interesting, I listened to the live stream and you know what I heard, uh I liked, but we'll, we'll get into that later we got we got more important, more time and stuff to talk about. We got our first beef, or first major beef for, um, you know, I don't know if beef is the right word, but like I say this exchange in 2021 from artists that are core to our, our audience. Uh, would, would you say that's true?
0: Yeah, I mean, we've had some like you know pre-fight hype, but this is the first time we've had two songs and a whole lot of context, which I feel like if you are not an avid social media user, uh, you might have missed. I know you and I did a gang of research leading up to this, but yeah, this definitely feels like the big drop the gloves moment so far of 2021.
1: And we're talking about Royce 5'9 and Lupe Fiasco. And when I think about it, man, I can't remember even in 2020 there being this kind of exchange between two elite MCs. Can you?
0: not where it was like in the bars like this, you know, where both people put out a song. I mean, the last of this kind that I'm kind of thinking of is is kind of in Royce's camp where we've seen Eminem and MGK kind of do that. I mean, we've we've seen like Joyner and Tory Lanes, but that's not core to our audience. Um, you know, and I know MGK might not be core to our audience, but of high interest um artists with large fan bases squaring up like this. Um, yeah, this is this is the first in a minute, straight up. Yeah, Joyner and Tory. that was
1: last year. I think. Well, you know, I think a lot of people took 2020 off because...
0: Yeah, know, I think it was 2019.
1: COVID and obviously, you know, the movement after George Floyd's murder. Like, there was a lot of stuff on people's minds. People weren't trying to beef about rap. Um, but I got to say, it's been refreshing uh, the last couple of days to really dig into this, and especially with two lyricists of of the levels of of Royce and and Lupe. Um, I'm going to start it off by saying, do you think this is real? Because there's been a lot of chatter that people think, you know, these guys have a podcast together. They think that this is potentially hype to to generate, you know, attention for the podcast. What do you think?
0: You know, at the surface, probably like a lot of people, I thought this was just straight hype, you know, and I've kind of looked at what Joe Budden, which is obviously, you know, Royce's, and and Joe's involved in this, we'll get to it, but, you know, Royce's bandmate in Slaughterhouse, I look at what he's done with conflict, you know, with, with, um, you know, Eminem, with Sci High, with different people using his podcast over the years, and every time he squares up, the podcast goes up a few levels, so in theory, when I first saw this happening, I just dismissed it as Either just like sheerly playful sparring or a promotional idea for the podcast. Now, after watching what I certainly missed and what other folks may have missed, I believe this is real. What about you though? 100%. Uh, I think it's 100% real. You know, I did
1: some research before writing the article that I put up on Friday um, because I wanted to make sure I was framing it from the right perspective. And, you know, I hate 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 being wrong about stuff you know obviously putting out 17,000 articles we're going to get it wrong sometimes but you and I take a lot Mm -hmm. of pride in getting it right the vast majority of time and you know also given our proximity to you know some of these guys I I definitely did not want to step in it so um, that's one but second thing is Knowing them uh, and their reputation, like I-, I thought it would, it would really kind of undermine their credibility if they were doing this and be kind of gimmicky. Mm-hmm. I don't see either one of these dudes as being gimmicky. I-, I definitely don't see Royce as being gimmicky. And Lupe, while he has been in some dust-ups over the years, I attribute that to passion more so than like trying to like you know generate controversy to dr- uh, draw attention to himself.
0: Yeah. And I mean, I, I, I like what you said about Lupe. I agree with Royce. I first crossed paths on a personal level with Royce in 2002. And right at that time, he was going through it with proof, um, you know, RIP from D12. And, you know, I met him in a dust up. You know, I was I was interviewing him and I had a line on proof and I was speaking to both of them sometimes in the same day. I mean, this was, you know, 20 years before IG Live and things like that we've both watched Royce evolve. And, and, to your point, I don't see Royce, um, you know, a doing gimmicky things and B being this warmonger. He He has checked people on his last album, he checked yellow wolf. And I feel like that's still unfolding, but he's not somebody that's just, you know, a, a, a battle monger, a beef monger. Yeah, man. Uh, and I've, I've spent a fair amount of
1: time with Royce over the years. Um, you know, gotten to know him as a person. And I, I just don't see that, you know, he's not a, a thirsty dude. He's not seeking attention like that. He doesn't need to. I mean, you know, he's got an incredible body of work coming off of a Grammy nominated album for album of the year, a rap album of the year, uh, his last, his last album. Uh, you know, he has stood, you know, he is one of the greats. He stood with the greats, you know, the Black Thoughts, the Eminem's, and so forth like what why would he need to to do this to get some shine he's got plenty of shine on his own so I, I don't see this fake at all um that being said how do you think this happened man like these guys were clearly uh, com- um comrades you know um you know working together uh on the podcast w- what do you think went
0: wrong? Yeah, I mean, it's crazy. I didn't realize that they had 45 episodes together of the podcast. And you and I talked, you just mentioned it right there, 2020, what happened out of it. And um, I was just listening to the most recent, probably the last episode of it, and, and a fan asked about their origin story, and Royce started to answer, and then he he decided not to answer in the literal sense. But, you know, these guys came together and I thought it was so interesting because they both have devoted fan bases. But to answer your question, I think if I had to just diagnose this from what I've seen and what I believe, I think it's a classic case of like Erika Badu said, you know, we're artists and we're sensitive about our shit. And and for me, I don't think, I think a lot of it is is jockeying for the upper hand, you know, who is the big brother of these two artists and it's interesting because they have different inflection points in their career but these guys really started around the same time at one point in their exchanges over the last few weeks Lupe asked Royce when he was signed first signed and he said i think 2000 and Lupe said his first deal was 99 and by the mid 2000s you know Royce is already a few projects in He's made a name for himself. And, and I think a lot of the world got to hear Lupe for the first time with, um, you know, late registration and Kanye and then boom, right into his own album. So, but, but their, their careers are parallel in so many ways. So with that said, and, and, you know, who is the OG of the two? Not that there ever needed to be an answer, but I, I see these guys interacting with one another and it seems to matter.
1: Yeah. Um, Did you ever do slap boxing when you were growing up or, or, or see a game of slap boxing?
0: I've seen a game, but yeah, no.
1: All right. So slap boxing, I'm sure most people know, but it's when, you know, it's exactly what it sounds like. You know, two friends typically decide to box, but you're not trying to hurt each other. You're just slapping each other and it's all in good fun. But, dude, slap boxing almost inevitably turns into a fight.
0: <laughs> like touch football. Like yeah. somebody, you know, you know.
1: Yeah, because that one person, you know, there's that one, you know, and it might be unintentional, but there's one slap that, like, stings or, like, you know, you smack somebody in the back of the head or more likely the crowd starts oohing and on, And all of a sudden, like, you know, testosterone gets going, egos, you know, start to build, and, and you got to fight. And for me, you know, based on everything I've seen, this is a game of slap boxing going wrong. Mm-hmm. So That's really well put. So let, let's let's so let, let's break down the timeline. Uh, as far as we know, right? This mm-hmm. is all outside looking in. Um, I'm gonna go back actually to 2017, I believe, uh, when Royce put out his bar exam for mixtape. Okay. So on that mixtape, he rapped over a song. Uh, that Lupe had called Miro. And for a lot of Lupe fans, that is like the gold standard of lyricism, certainly for Lupe, right? So, you know, and he had a few things, you know, he said, Royce on, on the 25th of June said, I try to put the fear of God in you on here, Lupe Fiasco. You, Los, Soul, and Sahai was on my list of people to terminate. Y'all were too good and y'all talked too goddamn much.
0: And Soul being an absolute."
1: Yeah. Uh, So now that was on Instagram on the 25th. And later in the day, they took that comment and continued the conversation on IG. And it turned to a conversation about who's the greatest rapper out right now. And it got kind of spicy because Lupe was talking about an artist named Osiris Aspen. Who is uh, an artist who has made a, an MC who has made a name for himself on End of the Week, which is a competition that happens um, where MCs demonstrate their skills. They go through a, a lot of different challenges from uh, you know, a cappella freestyles to a written verse to off the, off the head freestyles you know, with topics in a bag, being blindfolded. They do a cipher. It's like a combine for MCs, right? Right. It's like a combine. That's, that's a great way of putting it. It's like a combine for MCs. And because Osiris Aspen was our Anthem, sorry, Osiris Anthem um, is the person who um won this. Lupe is saying that he's the best in the world because this competition ends the weak. It separates the weak from the strong. And Osiris Anthem is the person who um rose to the top of this. So he thinks that he and you know uh, Lupe was in attendance when he did his his uh, his demonstration. And so, you know, Royce disagreed with that. said, yo, you know, uh, cool, like, you know, you got MCs, like, rapping while they're doing pull-ups and push-ups and stuff, but, that, you know, that's not, like, that's not what it is. It's really about, like, you know, checking boxes, and we're going to get to that in a minute. Yeah. Um, And so that conversation, while it started off as playful, is where I think the slap boxing occurred, because it started to get a little bit testy.
0: Yeah, Lupe makes some points about, you know, Royce opened this studio called Heaven a few years ago, and he's even named his record company that. And Lupe keeps saying, you stay in Heaven. Like, you stay in the studio. And it kind of reminded me of, uh, you know, Easy e saying to Dre, you studio gangsters. Now, that was about street stuff. But in a way, like, Lupe is starting to nudge Royce that you're a studio MC. Like, you're good when you're in there in your own room with the notepad and your own engineers and whatever. But what about you know the the modern equivalent of the street corner mc that's being tested off the top of his or her head
1: yeah yeah so did you notice the the tightness that was starting or you know i, I started i it starting to build in the clip that i saw
0: yeah and I, I noticed it too because both guys kept coming back to their thesis because it's it's over an hour the conversation you know yeah. And they keep coming back to it and they're just not getting any closer to agreeing. So as that drawn, if that, as that draws out and and close to a thousand people are tuned in, you know, on IG live as it's happening. I can we can only speculate how many have seen it now that it's been recorded, but yeah, the tone starts to tighten and the mood starts to get a little bit tenser with every five, 10 minutes.
1: And part of it is also, at least from my vantage point that, Lupe was not just saying that he was the best rapper in the world right now. He was repeatedly telling Royce that he was better than Royce. Uh, You know, so he made it, he made it very specific, you know, obviously if he's the best in the world, then he's better than Royce, but he, he called that out uh, quite a few times specifically.
0: Yeah. And that's interesting to me because I feel like in the, in the versus and post versus era, you know, rappers are doing that a lot, you know, I mean, the Griselda movement is built on, we are the best. And and I feel like, you know, one of the last the last time I saw Royce was for an interview for AFH. And I had this conversation with him and it ultimately made our headline of there are multiple goats. And Royce said, I'm absolutely a goat, but here are some other goats. And we hear that conversation a lot. And there's this kind of like pre-boxing fight of, you know, I'm going to puff my chest up. and, And, you know, we even saw that a little bit with Conway, the machine and Jim Jones with this speculative back and forth but this one starts to look a little different than what we've seen in the last year and a half where it's they are jockeying for an upper hand
1: so now uh during this video lupe also has
0: something in his hand
1: you want to talk about what that was
0: yeah towards the end of the video lupe decides to clean a gun and even royce early on was like man don't do that like not making more out of it but like come on you know like not on camera and like what message does that send and what's crazy is he does it and you know he's very cogent throughout cleaning the gun it's a it's a you know semi-automatic you know pistol Um, and then towards the end Lupe even makes a remark of how dirty the gun is from how much he's used it as if to say and this is my interpretation like I sever heads and I've done a lot of them so you know basically like I got bodies when it comes to this, this, this MC stuff, even though it's a gun, not a microphone. I mean, did you interpret it that way? Yeah. I mean, anytime you're showing a gun in that context, and these are
1: two very cerebral MCs, two very intentional men, right? Uh, That's not an accident that that was done very intentionally. And so uh, whether or not you're intending to send a message I think you're aware enough to understand how a message might be perceived. And so, yeah, I thought that was a uh, shot's fire, you know.
0: And It's interesting, too. I mean, one of the things that we should add is at this point on this uh, on this June 25th conversation, you know, there had been some stuff going on on Twitter where R.J. Payne, uh, an MC out of Philadelphia that Royce has worked with, um, and has credited Royce with kind of bringing attention to him, he was on Eric Sermon's album, a bunch of different people work with Benny uh, 38 special who heads undoubtedly know for his own, you know, movement with Shane Noir and, and, you know, um, El Camino and, and that whole upstate New York crew, as well as um, Ransom out of New Jersey, you know, they had been playfully sparring with Royce on Twitter over who's the best and Royce even says it at one point like he's willing to make a song with everyone that's challenging him to see who's the best and we even heard this with Jim Jones and Conway of like yo let's just let's just make a record and 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 we'll put on like almost like the posse cut you know who who got murdered on their own shit type of roles and again Lupe keeps coming back to end of the week and at one point in that conversation Royce even says he'll vaccinate anyone there but he's gonna go he's gonna check it out he's gonna see what happens and Royce kind of can't he can't seem to declare himself in that but he also kind of says that's not his his brand of hip-hop but he's going to take lupe's word for it but by the time the gun comes out and they end this conversation uh you know intensities have flared for sure for sure and
1: you know so you're right that there's 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 even context and subtext going on before this happens. Um, and, you know, uh, and, and stuff I saw later on, uh, and actually in the song that Lupe, um, released, he talks about the fact that it wasn't all good, even during the podcast. You know, he mentioned on a number of occasions that they had to edit things out because there were insults, uh, traded or, you know, um, jabs, as he says, and things that were inappropriate. And he was even starting to look at, you know, Royce kind of like, you know, um, you know, in a suspect way during that. So um, this was clearly, you know, the manifestation of mounting tension. So things settled down a little bit until July 15th. So now we're like, you know, like almost two weeks past. Like this, this incident we saw wow. behind you live. Um, this time, Royce is in a conversation with with Young Guru and Lupe Fiasco, and. Uh, uh, actually with with Guru and um, Guru had Mickey Fax hops on for a minute too, Greg Fax, yeah, and you know um, there's a lot of people in and out at one point um, Murder Mook and Loaded Lux are in the conversation Um, it's a lot of people going in and out and at this point, there's a lot of people saying yo, Royce and Lupe should battle Um, you know, it's there and this is what I think is round two of the slap boxing incident so literally, you know, at one point during this conversation, um, Guru says that he would put ten racks, ten thousand dollars on Lupe on a battle. He says he's not trying to hurt anybody's pockets too badly, you know, uh, but he would do ten. Mickey Fax doubles down on that, says I would, I would, I would put ten on on Lupe too. Loaded luck says that right, and so now, um, you know. You got a few guys definitely kind of upping the ante, literally. And at one point, uh, Lupe gets on the call, and he doesn't have on a shirt. And he's talking about how Royce has been back-channeling, having discussions with, like, he's accusing him of having conversations with, like, you know, the URL guys, Smack and Beasley, and with Loaded Lux and Murder Moot, trying to broker some sort of battle between the two of them. Even though you, Lupe says he had shut that down, you know, um, you know, weeks ago, and he feels like Royce is going behind his back trying to stir stuff up. Royce now is like, "Yo, put your shirt on first of all, because <laughs> yeah. you shouldn't be on this talk <laughs> talking to me like that without a shirt on." And um, and it escalates, and at one point, Royce calls Lupe a bitch, and um, Lupe, you know, hangs up, and 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 then he shifts back to his IG and proceeds to do a almost 15 minute freestyle about Royce. What was, what was your take on that?
0: Yeah. I mean, you know, the, 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 the bitch comment was the shot I heard around the IG live and I wasn't on it in real time, but to watch that is crazy. And um, even young Guru seem stunned by it of like, yo, this was supposed to be kind of like the acceptance of an offer to compete like let the headline of this should be Royce and Lupe are going to square off whether it's going to be the URL or it's going to be end of the week or it's going to be whatever it's going to be let this come to a head and instead um even before you know name calling happened both of their voices were up you know close to a yelling um and they were interrupting each other couldn't get a word in and then boom and then Lupe goes and does that and and yeah I mean when you watch that um I don't think it's staged any way, shape, or form. I think Royce was genuinely upset. I think, um, Lupe was genuinely upset and, you know, I think both acted accordingly to those feelings, you know? Yeah. Yeah.
1: Now it was a heated exchange for sure. You know, um, you want to talk about Lupe's
0: freestyle? Yeah. I mean, it, it, it was, a certainly a true freestyle, um, acapella, um, you know, he, uh, he kind of begins kicking some gangster bars again, you know, like mentioning violence, whether it's, you know, symbolic of the competitive spirit of rap. He talks about moms at one point, because, you know, when we talk later, you know, there's, there's mention of, of family members and some of the lyrics that happen. but I noticed that, um, he, he questions the classics in Royce's catalog, provided we're under the assumption that he's talking to Royce, which I certainly have no doubt. Um, he also said something um, that I thought was really interesting is that, you know, they haven't met, you know, I mean, Chicago and Detroit, presuming that Lupe lives in um, still in Chicago. I don't know. He might be in L.A. or New York or, or wherever. But these guys had never met in person. And at least by, by this account. And I thought that that was really interesting. And again, when you look in his 45 episodes of a podcast, these are two rap veterans that, that exist in, in overlapping circles. I would have assumed that these guys would have at least dapped it up on a few occasions. Um, but I think Lupe brings that up as if to say, you know, the foundation of this relationship is probably not what you out there think it is. So those were my main takeaways.
1: Yeah, that was, real, that was really surprising to me too that they had not met. And you know, I gotta say after working uh, virtually you know, for um, over a year now, there's something that Zoom lacks in terms of like you know, bond building, um, in terms of preserving humanity towards one another. Um, I think that it is just a step above like text and email in terms of like conveying tone yeah. get so much from people just from their body language you can you know get a sense more of a sense of like whether someone is joking versus you know versus serious and I think that it can lead to a lot of misunderstanding you know
0: well I mean one thing I'll say too and I always draw uh, parallels and even as as you know the Joe Budden podcast has had its shifts I've looked and and you and I you know our this podcast is a year and a half old roughly but you know we've worked together for going on eight years And we've had some tense moments. I mean, just over creative disagreements or, you know, we've both dealt with burnout or other things going on in our lives that have contributed to the the work that we do together. But I looked at this exchange and I couldn't find any parallels that we've had, you know, of of raised voices. Certainly, I don't think you and I, I mean, we may have had a joke or two that might have stung, but I don't think we've ever name called or, or taken that route. So it was really interesting to me. And that's one of the things that I'm just like, you know, everything keeps escalating. And at the end of the freestyle, um, you know, Lupe brings up the fact that, you know, he has a bad reputation in the game for being the excitable brother and he doesn't use the word brother, brother, but um, I thought that's interesting too, of, of Lupe kind of being aware enough to know that his um, reputation might be a bit tarnished in the industry. And I'll talk about that more when, when we discuss you know, kind of the why and what this means for each. But it's an interesting admission.
1: Yeah, I mean, and and Royce, you know, at one point does tell him to take that bass out of his voice, you know, but he's also pretty heated and got a raised voice too. You know, I think both guys definitely took it up a, a few levels. And, yeah, you know, you and I have never done that. You know, um, You know, we've had some uh, moments in, in, in our, our Google Doc where, like, there may have been case. <laughs> <laughs> written <laughs> but by the time we make it to the phone or in person no. the, the bass is muted more you know so um, but later on that day um Royston goes back on IG and he's you know solo and it, it looks like it's nighttime so it's it, you know seems like you know some time has passed since that conversation he's very calm uh, very measured and very introspective. And he starts saying things like he believes that Lupe is, you know, quote unquote, taking advantage of their friendship, you know, and um, he's saying that, you know, he wouldn't allow anyone to speak to him in that tone and certainly wouldn't expect a friend to speak to him in that tone and says he doesn't think that a person would take that tone with him in in person, in real life. You know, just further you know underscoring that that virtual world that we're in where you know Twitter fingers, you know Zoom face, whatever it is, people just got a different kind of energy about them than they do when they're together with another human being. And he's remarkable on that. I thought I thought that was really interesting.
0: He also points out, and it might have been from the freestyle, you know that Lupe kicked or it might be somewhere else, that he's he believes that Lupe has implied that Royce has used this tension to promote himself not either of them not the podcast but but something royce is working on and you know royce says and he doubles down as as this goes on that i'm not working on anything you know i put an album out he says two years ago i mean in all reality he finished the allegory two years ago but it came out in early uh 2020 um but that you know there's nothing that he's ready to release he even says i haven't been rapping right now and i don't rap if i don't feel like rapping um you know which i thought is again kind of an interesting thing and i'm gonna take royce at his word with that
1: yeah and he had some pointed some pointed things he said he was boring as fuck before you know uh Lupo <laughs> before he started hanging around him yeah. uh you know um it gets there. there's some jabs some real jabs there you know so Later on that day, uh, you know, are we still in the same day, or actually, no, we're we're a day later now. Um, day later, July sixteenth. Yeah, so the sixteenth now, uh, Lupe, you know, talks about the increasing tension between him and Royce, and this is where he gives the backstory that this is something that had been going on for some time. It wasn't just, you know, based off of a um, an IG post or uh, one particular IG live. Um, you know, he said that, um, you know that Royce had gotten spicy, Oh uh, no, actually he said of, of himself that he has gotten spicy in the past, but it's not been anything personal. And part of that makes me wonder, man, like whether, you know, a lot of this is just a miscommunication about, you know, how people communicate with one another. You know, there are certainly people who, you know, raising the voice and like, you know, yelling and all that stuff is just part of, of, of a, an active exchange
0: the Dame Dash style.
1: Yeah, yeah, it's not animated exchange. It's not really, like, intended to be, like, disrespectful or try to provoke a fight or anything like that. And there are others who, like, yo, you're yelling at me? That's 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 a big deal. That means, yo, you, 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 we're about to go. You're about to jump. So I wonder if this is two personality styles, you know, diverging at this point and, and, again, magnified by the virtual relationship.
0: It's a really good question. And it seems that way. And, again, you know, when Lupe is alone, um you know he he he, he kind of points to his track record and I got to admit I didn't even know some of these conflicts existed but Lupe points to past you know I'll call them conflicts with Chief Keef with Freddie Gibbs um he mentioned Q-tip which I didn't know about he says all of those were resolved once they got on the phone once they saw each other in person or once you know their affiliates. You know, got them together enough to squash it. He does say, just as a point of note, the only problem he's ever had with somebody that remains unsolved is with Kid Cudi. Um, and he calls Kid Cudi a name. I can't remember what it is, but you know, very clearly that's that's still ongoing. He never mentions Kendrick, which I thought was interesting because a lot of people have speculated that Lupe um, you know, hasn't takes umbrage with Kendrick on a lot of things, neither here nor there. But um yeah, I mean, he also he also really flexes his legacy and says that you know he shifted culture um during the era of 50 cent and g unit he had gangsters pulling out you know uh skateboards and backpacks and brought that in he even then talks about his conflict with um i think it was terry kennedy you know a famous skateboarder and and how they resolved that And, and lupe does this i think as a reminder of you know his ability to stand up for himself and and show that he's really you know about it um and he also comes back to an issue of i'm the only one that's rapping right now which is a little bit different um, when he accused royce of using this as a promotional platform but he said he put out a song the day before um and he also just shouts out some of his favorite battle rappers and, and continues to stress that he likes that aspect of the culture when people are competing like that
1: Yeah, and again, you know, he contends that he has definitely, you know, gotten spicy in conversations, but never has he called him a bitch or anything like that, you know, so that for him was where where the line was drawn, and like this became like, you know, something that was um, inappropriate, you know, so okay, so now we got less than a week later, on July 21st, Royce releases Silence of the Lambda, and less than 24 hours later, Lupe releases Steve Jobs, SLR, uh, Super Lupe Rap, Super Lupe Rap, three and a half. Um, all right, so the records are out now. I would frame it like this. For Royce, he went into it approaching it like an exhibition match. And Lupe approached it like a real fight. You agree with that?
0: Yeah. And I think your slap boxing analogy works here. I think Royce came in and, you know, you know, did some shadow boxing and, 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 you know, got real close to his opponent's face. And then I think Lupe came in and, you know, just, you know, and I I don't mean in terms of the impact of the songs. I mean, in terms of their escalation.
1: Yeah. So let's talk about the record. So for me, uh, you know Royce's, you know, uh, "Silence of the Lambda," which, uh, you know, according to Genius, is a reference to "Revenge of the Nerds." The 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 fraternity was Lambda Lambda Lambda, and you know yeah. he's you know uh, silencing Lupe, who he is calling a nerd. Um, you know, and uh, Lupe, I think, kind of confirms that with one of his lines. According, you know, so in Royce's. First of all, it was a, a great record. You know, um, I thought the the beat was dope. His cadence over it was dope. I thought it was just a, a well-put-together record. And then in terms of his approach, he had some jabs at Lupe, you know, a few, uh, but nothing like too crazy. Um, a couple name checks, um, you know, any name check Mickey Fax a couple times. But it, to me, was more of a display of, this is what I can do. You know he it was it was super lyrical uh he had references to so many different things throughout the course of the year that to me it could almost double like a twenty twenty one wrap up yeah um you know he um you know had metaphors like he he went in a lot of different places to do what he is calling check boxes he wanted to show you know, what his ability was as an MC all around. And while he's not trying to do uh, end of the week, he's showing that I'm a versatile MC and this is how I flex my muscle. But what did you think of the record?
0: Yeah, I don't think I liked it as much as you did. I think that technically it's there. Um, I'm just not used to, and and I I don't know that this fits the criteria of a disc record for the reasons you just stated. But I'm, I'm of the ilk of, of I Like No Vaseline and Calling Out Names by Corrupt and, you know, those and, and, and Back to Back by Drake, like those records that that feel that have a lot of momentum. And to me, I like the word exhibition that you use because this shows what Royce can do. Um, in a lot of ways, I feel that the song was beneath him, not, not, not subpar in quality, but I almost feel that the, this song, it didn't excite me but I do agree with you that it's a state of the union. It's not just that Lupe it's, it's Royce's, as far as I know, apart from feature verses, is his first new song, you know, since at least in a year. And he's just addressing all the issues. I like the wrap up analogy a lot. Um, I didn't, I would never use the word scathing or anything like that about this. It's just a, it's one of those that's out there for fans to decipher and figure out. But, you know, I do say this, I think Royce's top three of the last three years uh, in album making, you know. Uh, the only other artist that I think is on that level is Benny, and and if we include both albums, Evidence. Um, and I just don't think that this particular moment lives up to anything that we found on a Royce album. But um, that, I might be splitting hairs with that, and that might be irrelevant.
1: But I want to know why, why you think it was beneath him, though.
0: Not beneath him. I just feel like... I feel like he didn't owe a song at this point Um, because I don't know that he felt that provoked because he he wasn't provoked enough to make a diss record. But maybe this is the way he's taken all of these things that are going on and just putting it to words of like, hey, y'all want me to make a song? I'm going to make a song. Um, When I say beneath him, I just don't I think that the the body of work that Royce has done in recent years is is absolute top tier. I don't know that this song is top tier. Well,
1: I think um,
0: a couple of things. So you touched on it.
1: You know, Lupe had said a number of times that I'm the only one here that's rapped. Yeah. You know, and he did his freestyle, and so you know, at that point, Royce is like, okay, cool, I'm a rap. You know, um, and this is what my rap is. So, you know, at that point, I think, especially after the freestyle, had he not rapped, it would have been perceived a, a certain way. And so, you know, he took the time to write and do what he does, and and this this was what that was. So, you know, I think, but you know, there, there, there's a lot of that. If you look at it, and you did the research like you and I have done. He draws on a lot of things. He, he references a lot of the conversations you know that we've just spoken about. He talks about the podcast. He goes at Lupe's personality. He goes at you know his career. He goes at like um, his perceived ego with you know, the comparisons of Nas and Hov. Um, you know he he does check a lot of different boxes here. Um, so while it's not you know, a you know a, a guns blasting kind of thing. You know he talks about guns too, right? Yeah. And like he talks about 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 you know the difference between like you know someone being on a sofa versus really being about in the streets. Like so, while it's not a hit him up or uh, you know or no Vaseline or something like that, I think it's a a back to back where he's playing chess and checking off a lot of a lot of boxes um, in different ways, mm-hmm. different ways now lupe um lupe came out blasting i thought um and he was you know so while royce was an exhibition look at what i can do as an mc and i'm gonna tap you a few times while i do it um lupe was like nah this is this is uh this is a beef and um you know i wouldn't say it went well, would you say it went, you know, Drake versus Pusha T, and and that level of, uh, of of difference?
0: That's kind of an interesting comparison. I don't think that that's unreasonable. I mean, just in the where it started to where it escalated to, yeah, that that might that might be fair. Um, maybe not as messy. I don't know. But uh, keep keep well, going. Well, so Lupe
1: attacked Royce's entire career. You know, he said that Royce was nothing without you know being propped up next to legends like DJ Premier. Uh, And Eminem, you know, he talked about, um, you know, he talked about, um, you know, he talked about Royce just not being, you know, an elite MC and like, uh, he talked about the fact that uh, on the podcast he was out of pocket, you know, that he was out of pocket by calling him names like he really went directly at him.
0: Yeah, he even said that the podcast existed because Royce called Lupe, like, you know. As if to say, like, you asked me to be part of this thing, you know?
1: Yeah. So um, did you think that that kind of response was warranted uh, based off of Royce's record? Or do you think that that was a demonstration of Lupe getting emotional?
0: I think Lupe raised the stakes in a big way. I, I don't know if I can credit to emotional. I think that a lot of what he said on the song, um, you know, he calls uh, Royce's catalog immemorable. And he calls his, uh, he, sa- he says that he's never had a, he's never had a verse. Um, um, I'm trying to think of the word, uh, you know, that a verse of, of quality, uh, uh, you know, an unforgettable verse. And I don't think that's fair at all. I mean, I think, I think Lupe came out guns blazing. Was it emotion or was it just like, yo, since you, you just kind of, you, you slap boxed, I'm going to come in with the, with the, with the haymaker to use your analogy. Yeah. But in any way, I don't think it's a measured response to you know, silence the lambda.
1: Yeah, he said he's never had any impact. Uh, he even went at like Book of Ryan and and Layers and said that Royce got ex- extremely all too personal on his albums and that that was a gimmick that he used basically because he was not being propped up by the likes of Premier and Slaughterhouse and you know, and and M, yeah. So, I mean, he really really kind of went at his career and his credibility as an MC. um you know i don't remember anything personal like about his family or anything like that but you know f- from a career perspective like, yeah you know he-, he definitely went in on him. and so later on yeah on that day you know royce released a tweet uh you know this is july 22nd as well saying i w- uh, um yeah he said i won't attack lou personally I'm a real one with control of my emotions, though desperate times call for desperate, measure, desperate measures. Um, which to me leaves the door open for him to go back at him uh, a little bit. You know, A lot of people took that as saying he wouldn't attack him, but he just said he wouldn't attack him personally. Uh, he said, you got to talk reckless when you know you can't check all them boxes. Try to tell him I'm different. So now checking boxes. That is something that that became a theme for an hour plus long conversation between Royce, yeah. Mickey Fax, three, and eventually Joe Budden jump, jumped in too. Um, if you play a
0: drinking game, every time somebody says checking boxes, <laughs> you are going to end up in the hospital.
1: Yeah. <laughs> for real.
0: Even with beer, you're just going to get there. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So now, and, and it was also interesting too, because every time somebody pressed him to, be specific about what he meant about checking boxes. He didn't answer the question, uh, which made me think that he was trolling a little bit. You know, I mean, he, he clearly has an idea of what it is, but I think he was trying to get people to show their hand in terms of what they thought uh, checking boxes was so that, you know, he could be prepared, you know, um, should, they, should, should he need to. But, but what did you think about it?
0: I think just that. I think Royce has a style of asking a lot of questions and getting other people talking to try to get them to trip up. And and we'll talk about that in a second. My interpretation of what he means is a total package MC. So somebody who can make high, highly technical, uh, you know, rhymes and bars, lyrics, but also hit the heart, um, but also know how to make a chorus, do all of these things. And one of the things that I've seen, whether Lupe or Mickey or, you know, other people that they've spoken about that haven't been present, Royce is saying, I do that, you know, and the, the goats. And at one point, you know, he mentions Black Thought, he mentions um, M, he mentions, you know, okay. a f- yeah, Crooked Eye, they're all capable of this, but not everybody's capable of it. And he certainly, you know, seems to imply that Lupe Fiasco and Mickey Facts are two examples that cannot check all the boxes, um yeah and and that's that's what Royce is saying and I look at it as as a it's kind of a a retort to that that studio musician thing of like yeah you can't do end of the week where you draw an object out of a hat and you got to do this or a rap doing a pull-up to use Royce's point but are you checking all the boxes of what makes a great songwriter what makes a great mc an mc songwriter how about that?
1: Yeah, I mean, I get the sense that he thinks of the EOW stuff as novelty, whereas, like, a true MC uh, can write in a way that is artistic, um, you know, pleasing to the ear, but also substantive. Mm -hmm. And one of the things he also talks about, and Mickey Facts, we haven't talked about a lot, uh, you know, I've been a fan of Mickey's for years, Uh, supported him a lot on BET through our our program, Music Matters. Um, I can't remember if. If he's in a cypher, I think I put him in the back room for freestyle, but, you know, definitely support him on AFH, you know, quite a bit too. And so Mickey has been around for quite some time as well and is, you know, close with Lupe. And so because of his proximity to Lupe, Royce, you know, decided to include him in this. Well, Royce. Yeah, in, in, in a minute but one of the things I want to say is that the reason, one of the things the criticisms that he had of Lupe is, or sorry of Mickey is that he called him a Lego rapper hmm. and uh, he says that and when talking to Joe Budden we'll get to this in a minute he too, Royce was a Lego rapper at one point, meaning just connecting words, just taking words and dropping them in and connecting connecting bars but not really saying anything and so it's clear to me that one of the major boxes for Royce is that you have to actually say something in your rhyme instead of what you call uh, rapidy rap. I know you, you say rapidy rap, just rhyming yeah. for the sake of like, you know, rhyming words, but not really saying anything. There's certain people who you've accused of that and you've spoken to <laughs> a number of times on this podcast who I will not name.
0: Spiritual, lyrical, miracle. Yeah.
1: yeah but if you think about it, it's pretty logical. So anyway. Um, <laughs> uh what were you gonna say about Mickey? no i mean
0: i i think that royce's interpretation of Mickey and all this is sort of like martin lawrence and do the right thing of like you know he's been standing beside lupe escalating this all along and i think a lot of that you or i might not have seen i think a lot of it happened in the comment section of these ig lives of you know mickey um just just kind of you know pushing this up a little bit and let's be honest mickey is a A recording artist who, like Joe Budden, like Cannabis, Keith Murray, Cassidy, made a segue into battle rap later in his career um, and has upheld an audience kind of in both worlds. Royce has never gone into battle rap. Lupe seems to be a fan of end of the week, but I don't know that Lupe has gone into traditional battling. So they're all at different places on the spectrum here of, of, of competition. And I find that also interesting.
1: Yeah, and Mickey in this conversation, which goes on for quite some time, um, is being very diplomatic. And I, I don't mean, to me, it wasn't an invasive thing. It was more, he was saying that each person is kind of the master of his or her own.
0: Yeah. Domain.
1: He said, nobody can do Mickey Facts better than Mickey Facts. Nobody can do Royce better than Royce. Nobody can do Lupe better than Lupe and so forth. And Royce was saying that was a cop out. You know, there's there's levels to it. And
0: you know, you're talking about now, we talk about the tweet. Then after the tweet, Royce gets on live with with three and now Mickey.
1: Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. Um, and so, you know, it's an interesting back and forth. You know, at one point, you know, Royce starts talking about how Mickey doesn't check boxes. And I think part of it, what's going on is that you know, it's cool to say that everybody's great, but I think Royce is kind of having a LeBron James moment from last year where he wants his damn respect too.
0: Yeah.
1: Right. So uh, part of that means that, and, you know, my dog is going ham. Uh, part of that means that, um, listen, you're cool and everything, but I've done things with Black Thought, I've done things with Eminem. You know, Slaughterhouse is what it is. I've been nominated for a Grammy. I'm on a different level than you guys, and you need to recognize that as such. That's part of what I'm hearing in the conversation. But what did you think? Yeah,
0: I mean, Royce keeps Mickey talking, and you know, I actually um, felt sorry for Mickey Facts at a few points in this because you know, Royce has had this career. Where he's been very prolific, he's been independent, uh, he's been major he's, he's just put out a ton of ton of work and for those that have followed Mickey, I mean he spent years on jive records unable to put anything out and then he became you know one of the the prolific MCs of the blog era but that doesn't show up necessarily in catalog And one could argue that's true of crooked eye too neither here nor there. but what the the, the big tipping point moment of this conversation is Mickey asks, royce about a line in silence of the lambda where he talks about sonships and somebody's son and he says lupe doesn't have a son but i do are you talking about me and royce who is very quiet but in my interpretation and i've been around royce a little bit not like you very perturbed royce says at one point it is it's not about you but now it's about you take it about you and it it's kind of a call to arms of like all right, you want to interpret it that way? Boom! It's about you now. What you going to do about it? And and that what you going to do about it tone carries on through the next forty five minutes of, the, of of the IG live.
1: Yeah, I mean, so you, you said something interesting. You said that Royce asks a lot of questions and is very good at getting people to give up information. Um, I got to believe that that's there's there's a purpose behind that, you know, mm-hmm. and it's clear to me. That he wants Mickey to jump. Yeah, wants him to, to go in, in the lab and write something. It's not clear to me that he's going to respond. You know, even when, so, when Budden got on a little bit later, he was like Royce, do, you know, don't. He, he was telling Mickey not to do it and, and Royce not to do it either because I think he kind of saw it as beneath him to some degree. You know. Yeah. Um, so you know, it could go one of two ways: either he just wants to laugh and make him like, you know, spend a day or two, you know, writing something. Or, you know, he was truly gathering information and, you know, wants him to kind of like, you know, you know,
0: use all his ammo so that when he comes back at him, there's nothing left to say. I interviewed the game one time. And for anyone that knows, you know, the game has always tried to get Jay-Z to respond and has gone to great lengths dissing Jay-Z to get that response. And, You know, some say the Dear Summer wasn't a a small part of response to Game the original freestyle, but I remember Game telling me one time that just when Jay wouldn't respond, he he would just diss Memphis Bleak. He said he he equated Bleak to the kid in school that you just push into a locker, and I kind of thought of that with this of like Royce is upset at Lupe. I mean, for escalating this, for doing this publicly, for possibly trolling him. And Mickey is the closest ally that Lupe's had up until this point. And I looked at this conversation as kind of punishment um, on Royce's part to Mickey facts for Lupe. And, you know, at one point he asks Mickey Fax what he thinks is better mural, the the Lupe song that you just referenced or the black thought freestyle on flex. And I thought that was so interesting because he's trying to show bias and, and I think subjectivity, I mean, you know, I know there's Lupe fans out there and, and I might get killed for this, but I think if you pulled a cross-section of hip hop, people would be far more mesmerized in, in Black Thoughts Freestyle. That's just me. I wish you get Justin Hunt on here. He's the biggest Lupe fan I know. But I looked at that as a public display of challenging credibility like a lawyer would. And then you get Joe Budden on there. And, you know, there is a level of like peer respect of, hey, we're all MCs. And Royce several times gives Mickey his props. But not without kind of making a little bit of an example out of him just by keeping him talking.
1: Yeah, I thought that was an interesting exchange about, you know, thought versus Lupe and, and actually Loaded Lux too, like uh, Loaded Lux's freestyle. Um, you know, Royce's point was that Black Thought's freestyle moved the culture. And it's something that was in the news, like clearly it was on Fallon, but you know, that, that's not saying much, but like um, it was something that had people talking for days. Um, you know, I think part of that, obviously part of it is because it's an unbelievable freestyle. I think part of it is also because it's Black Thought. I think, and Black Thought is a national figure now, like, you know, with his work on, on the Tonight Show and stuff like that, I think if Joe Blow MC does that same freestyle it does not have the same impact because it's not black thought so that's part of it Um, the other thing is that uh, you know so Royce is also asking Mickey about who he lost to because Mickey uh, says the culture decided that he lost a couple of battles uh, you know because you know someone I can't remember which one said yeah you lost that he said everybody loses so you lost? He said, "Everybody loses. I'm part of everybody." And then he gets him to say, you know, who he lost to, or who the culture. And he says, "The culture says I lost to X and, and, and Y." And Bun's like, "Yo, don't 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 let him do that to you. Don't, don't have him, <laughs> yeah. you know, telling you who you lost to." But, um, uh, so yeah, there's definitely some some gamesmanship going on, you know. Um, but that point was an interesting one. Um, no, one thing that Roy said, too, is that the only other thing he can think of that had the same kind of cultural shift or significance, a verse like that in, in you know, the last X amount of years is Kendrick's control freestyle. Mm-hmm. I thought that was very interesting that he gave. Um, but when he said it, I was like, oh, shit, you know, that, that's kind of true, because we know that freestyle was talked about for two weeks. And, you know, there are a lot of people who didn't know Kendrick Lamar's name before that. But all of a sudden, everyone knew knew Kendrick's name and knew he was a monster. And this is a perfect setup for his album. And uh, I do remember how that changed everything for him. So, and and then the last thing, so my argument is that Black Thoughts Freestyle had additional impact because it's Black Thought. But Royce kind of addressed that by saying that, listen, I can have my daughter listen to the Black Thought Freestyle and she could listen to Mural. And she'd probably tune out within a couple minutes of Mural because, you know, Lupe's using the same, like, kind of rhyme cadence. And, you know, after a while, it's like, okay, what's next? But he said, if she heard the Black Thought Freestyle, she would know that there was something special happening. Mm-hmm. So he was, he was saying, listen, it's not just about his popularity and his recognizability. It's also because he did something that very few people can do. But yeah. what do you think about that?
0: Yeah, I mean, I think that's very well said, and it's easy sometimes to forget, but I mean, from 2005 to 2010, Lupe, you know, was a, a star slash superstar, and he has a cult following. Like, Lupe is the reason why kids went outside the Atlantic Records building and and caused mayhem to get real change with his contract. Lupe fans... um, you know, and I'm sure you and I both know a lot of them. I've, I've supported Lupe and interviewed him a bunch over the years, and I have great respect for Lupe, but he has tremendous impact. So in, in some ways, maybe not in 2015, but, you know, absolutely in, in, in 20, in the mid 2000s, I think Lupe had so much rec, you know, was so recognizable in a way that Black Thought wasn't, you know, and, and maybe that shifted a little bit, but You know, when Lupe does something, it is still a very big deal, even though it doesn't always seem it because of the way that the media covers Lupe. Yeah. And
1: Lupe talked about that himself. You know, he said, listen, um, you know, basically when all these guys were talking about one thing, you know, I came in and and changed the whole game. when talking about skateboards. You know, kick push was a, a monster record. Um, You know, obviously, you know, Food and Liquor was a, you know, a a masterful album. A lot of people consider it to be a classic. Um, He's had his moments for sure and and, an absolute impact on the culture. Um, Okay, so July 23rd, Lupe says the podcast is over. And he says it's due to a relationship that is now untenable. Um, So, you know, anybody who's speculating that this is for the podcast I think that kind of addresses that. Um, so, you know, the real question is, okay, is, is it the same thing for both sides? You no, know, has Royce actually got real feelings about this at this point? Does Lupe, um, and if so, does Lupe, you know, being, you know, kind of how he is, does this pass quickly and he resolved it like he has other things? For Royce, you know, is it nothing already or is it something and it's going to keep going? Like, What do you think? Where do you think this goes from here?
0: Yeah, I mean, Lupe in, in, in announcing that he was done with the podcast, but he was happy with it. I mean, he says Royce's name. He's not petty about it. Um, but he said it was a good episode to go out on. So when he said that, I listened. I listened to episode 45, which they interact with a lot of their uh, Patreon supporters. And, you know, Lupe does Lupe and their other host, Tom, do, I would say, you know, seventy-five percent of the talking. I don't. I'm curious when it was taped, but Roy sounds uh, a bit, you know, checked out. I mean, he's he's making jokes. He's present, but it had to have been taped somewhere in this timeline that you've just laid out. But I, I'm curious what happens next. I don't know that the podcast itself means much to each of them without each other. So I I don't know that that'll factor in, but I'm more inclined to say like, what, what will we see now? Like, what will we see in the way of a Royce response? What will we see Lupe do? Um, You know, full disclosure, right before you and I started taping this, we both just kind of checked the space because this is a real time story.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I I think that, I think Mickey's got something in the chamber. I I think he, I think he's going to come with something. Um, and I'm curious to see how or if Royce responds to that. Um, I do think that Royce might come back at Lupe, Um, but I'm not sure. I'm not sure.
0: Same, and, and I think that Mickey stands to gain the mo- most from this. I think that, as I alluded to a moment ago, I think Mickey was part of the last generation of artists that kind of suffered from what labels can do, and I think his talent... Uh, is so much bigger than what his catalog might suggest. And he actually has an album produced by Knox that's a collaborative album with Blue that's coming out in the next month. Um, And, you know, I, I don't think that he had anything to do in ways of promoting his album, but my hope is as a talented MC that more people, you know, check for that. But I do think that Royce took him to the mat and I think that Mickey, I expect to reply a lot of eyes will be on him as a competitor, and you're absolutely right. If we see Royce respond to, first of all, Lupe, and second of all, potentially Mickey Fax, I'll be very curious. But, um, yeah, either way, I, I would love uh, more of those, like, calling out names, no Vaseline, back-to-back type songs, um, you know, but that's just personal taste.
1: Yeah, you know, so one thing that I believe both of them talked about in their in their verses was... Biz Marquis, mm. you know, um, I'm not sure how I feel about that. You know, yeah, um, uh, you know, obviously we lost Biz just like a couple of weeks ago. At this point, and I Lupe, think,
0: yeah,
1: yeah, Go Lupe, ahead. I'm sorry, Lupe said that he wished that it had been Royce instead of Biz Marquis that passed away. And I can't remember. Do you remember what what uh, what Royce said? I oh, can't. But said, trying to kill a lord online premature as biz marquee mm-hmm. so you know he obviously wasn't this and biz he was name checking him and making a reference to a current event you know and he did make like i said lots of references to current events but you know i just thought that one i thought i thought that was a topic that maybe they both should have left alone uh for now um,
0: i agree that lupe line is kind of like the condoms in the baby seat to me it's just it doesn't age well. You know, you even mentioned Hit Him Up. That's not a record I can listen to because, you know, even Pac going at Prodigy over Sickle Cell, it's just aged terribly. I mean, it, it wasn't, I didn't think it was great then. And and yeah, that's just not a, not a good look, especially as, as yeah, we, we as a culture are collectively mourning still. Um, and also, I just don't like that, you know, it should have been you dying thing. We've seen that before in hip hop and I just think it's mad corny
1: yeah that's bad energy to put out in the world i think but even if even if not not serious so yeah we we lost biz since we last had this podcast you and i thankfully celebrated him um in the podcast before this and his life and legacy now i don't think there's much more we can say about that but you know i do want to extend condolences to his family and friends and the many fans of his, um, of which I'm a major one. I had, you know, nobody beats the biz. I had that, you know, um, going off on on cassette first and then I had, had it on CD. Um, you know, I I love biz marquee as an artist and, you know, that's a giant void. Um, so yeah, man, um, anything else, anything else? I know we spent a lot of time on Lupe and Royce, but
0: yeah, no, I mean, um, you know, I want to echo your point on Biz. He was, I saw him on the Spit Kicker tour when I was uh, 15 or 16 years old as a DJ. And I loved him as a DJ, loved him as a rapper. One of the first hip hop CDs I remember buying is I Need a Haircut, uh, his 91 album. And, and it's in his passing. I've just read so many great stories about Biz and, and memories and photos. And I've tried to, uh, we both tried to share that on the AFH Instagram as they happen. But um, yeah, as far as other things, I mean, you know, we're going to end up having the Kanye discussion when we have it. Um, Do you, I'll just ask you one question on that. Do you think that a pump fake hurts Kanye or do you think it's just irrelevant at this point?
1: You know, I, I was, I was back and forth on it. On the one hand, like it gets everyone talking about him and thinking about him for a couple of weeks. And, you know, he charged, he was charging like $50 for a hot dog and, you know, 55 for chocolate chip cooking and stuff like that. I think at this point, and you and I have written about this, and I'm not going to get into detail because I think we'll talk about it a lot when we go on the album, but kind of just a master troll and great at commanding attention. But I think that, you know, like any other thing like that, it's only as good, it's only a good a couple times. Like you got to come up with new things. And this being the third time or so that he's pulled this kind of stuff, I think it just looks... Erratic and kind of sloppy um especially since he did the listening part so clearly the album is 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 a place where he's work, ready to share it with the public um but i'm i'm eager to hear it you know anything Kanye yeah. does always command some sort of attention is worth a listen the jay-z verse i think is interesting so yeah i i think it's neither here nor there now you know
0: yeah, I just I tip my cap to the Kendricks and Drakes of the world that have done surprise releases and followed through on them or or pushed ahead their release dates, I think three times or four times for Kanye. Um, this is a lot. And you know, I was I you know, I, I know I, I watched an interview with Talib Quali interviewing Yassine Bey, and, and Yassine talked about how people try to own him, you know, and how that's bothered him and prompted the name change. And, you know, I, I think a lot of that, an artist of a certain level, you feel like you don't want to be put in the position of I.O. Oh. And, and there's a whole, you know, especially in hip hop, uh, 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 you know, there's racial there's racial aspects to that, too. But I looked at Kanye and I'm like, yo, man, like you make music, but the only people who have gotten to hear it are people that are willing to pay through the nose to go to Mar- Mercedes Benz Stadium in Atlanta or go to this listing party or that listing party, like for hype And that's not the people that have brought you here. You know, the people, you know, I remember having the Louis Vuitton Don mixtape, you know, like you've been a fan for a long time. Like we, we collectively got behind this guy and, and, and he doesn't owe us anything, but if I'm Kanye, I'd be a little bit mindful of, of who you're inviting to the party now, not literally, but figuratively. Um, and and maybe I'm off base with that, but it just, uh, it's, it's disappointing even for me as my relationship in the media is, is different in 2021 than it's been any year in the last 20. And I'm still planning for an album coming out that doesn't happen.
1: Yeah. Yeah. No, it's, uh, but it's, it's Kanye. It is what it is. You know, I think, so the last thing I want to talk about, is um, another thing we're going to be talking about soon. Next week is Locks versus Dipset. Uh, That is a big one. Uh, You know, we talk about, they're so good at matching up eras. Um, And if you talk about early O's, you know, late 90s, early O's, those two groups, I think, fit very, very nicely with one another. I think that's going to be a real fun one to watch. It's live in Madison Square Garden too, right?
0: Yeah, in, in the Hulu room, yeah.
1: Yeah, that's a, that's a big deal. That's a big yeah. deal. I'm trying to see if I can actually get to that one. But, uh, <laughs> Word, yeah, yeah. So, but yeah, man, uh, that's it. Lots, lots of cool things. Yeah, you know, like Hip-hop is, is becoming hip-hop again, and we're getting back to hip-hop moments.
0: It is, man. Well, we'll talk, uh, you know, any new music will kind of do a, a hardcore wrap-up to come, but I, we can't end this without me asking you what your song of the week is, man. Yeah, song of the week.
1: Wow. Uh, you know what? I'm going to give a shout-out to my guy, Paige Kennedy. Hmm. Uh, Paige Kennedy released a "Seeing Green" freestyle. He freestyled over Nicki Minaj, Drake, and Lil Wayne's collabo. And I love that beat. Yeah, the beat is crazy. He went in for almost like four minutes. A lot of people saying he got all three of them on the record. Um, you yeah, know, Page is an an artist who you know was an actor, was on Weeds, has been on in a lot of films. Um, but is also a really, really great MC. We had him on our South by Southwest showcase, spent a lot of time with him and Elzai during that time, yeah. another uh, Detroit spitter. So yeah, just, uh, just sending him out a shout
0: out. Dope. I'm going to go with a new, new drop as well. Um, shout out to Rashid Chappelle um, and he put out 15 minutes in Queens. It's a real easy listen. It's produced by recognize real who heads may know. And I sent you the joint this week. But it's called All Due Respect. And um, man, I've been a fan of of Sheed since he was on Eclipse and Torres' uh, Satellite Show back when they had the same show. Now they each got their own. And you know, Kenny Dope kind of came in the game and and staked you know Rashid. And I love his his like nasal voice. I love his flow. Um, and he's somebody I look at, and he deserves so many more accolades and attention than he gets. Uh, I love the fact that Peter Rosenberg put him on his new album, but the joint is called all due respect and it's less than three minutes long. I encourage everyone to listen to it very much matched. Uh, you know, the tip I'm on this week. Pause. we <laughs> always a pleasure, man. Likewise, man. Until next time.
1: All right. Later.